Hi, I'm Tara Gold. You're joining me at home. At home refers to being at home within oneself, within the world, and at home with spirit. This podcast is raw and it's real. It's sometimes panel style, and it's always shared in a conversational style. Join me here for holistic lifestyle tips that really make a difference with scholars, medical professionals, scientists, cultural creatives, and artists that share through their lens. What all these conversations have in common is that we're all dedicated to empowering and inspiring each other to cultivate inner wisdom and also to share it. Welcome home. All right, so here we are. And uh, I just wanna say, first of all, for anyone tuning into this, I am really happy that you are. <laughs> and uh, I'm just also so pleased to have any time with this beautiful woman next to me, Kali Malika, who I adore. And she um, she's a teacher in many ways and also a marketing uh, genius <laughs> and uh, works with a development in business and uh, youth and also um, shared time with me in a very special way in the program I lead called Yoga and the Healing Sciences training program at Loyola Marymount University. Last year, we shared that time together. Yes, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to uh, invite her to, to talk because one of the things that came up when we got to know each other was the importance of conversation around um, uh, social justice, of course, and it was being presented in certain ways in the program, but we felt that it could evolve and grow and, and go much deeper. And so I love that you've kept that conversation alive and that we've stayed friends. And um, and I just want to invite you to, to, to dive in and, and I'll certainly ask you questions. But let's start, shall we? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that experience, like doing the teacher training with you was so transformative it was such a transformative transformative time in my life and opportunity and it was one that i nearly missed out on and this is something that we were talking about earlier today that the first time i went to a q a session that you held at loyola marymount i wanted to join right away but i just wasn't able to financially and it took a little took another year before i was actually able to join um into the program and and I feel like like when we're talking about representation and we're talking about being inclusive and how sometimes we have things that are set up in just like what seems like a normal way. But when I think some of the key markers to know whether or not your programming or your um, life or whatever circle or whatever thing you're involved in, if you're being truly inclusive, then the faces that you see around you should reflect that to a certain extent. And if they don't, then I think that's one of the first signs that, you know, you might want to try some, <laughs> some different types of outreach and support to bring other people in, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to add on to this because we were talking about like supporting, how do you support balanced representation in your programming, especially when it comes to yoga? It's one of those things where it's not coming from a place of scarcity. You know, there's an unlimited, it's like unlimited 
It's yeah. practice. It's not something that if I give this to you, it's going to be a scarce, you know, it's going away. So it's something we definitely want to share. It's not like gold or diamonds, even though it's more valuable and to so many lives. Um, and so one, one of those ways that we can support balanced representation is really like looking at pricing and how we adjust pricing. Yeah, and we, agreed. Yeah. And we were talking about sliding scale, but I, I was thinking earlier, we didn't even talk about um, payment plans. And that was something that really made your program, you know, super accessible for me. So that made a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Being able to make payment plans. Um, I'm a high school teacher. It's not so much that I can't afford it, but during the summer, I don't get paid. <laughs> so, so I always have those like three months where like finances are dicey and I can't make any large moves and the program started in August. So it was really helpful for me to be able to make payments over the course of our um, program. That was a really helpful thing. But then, um, like I see in a lot of places, sliding scale pricing, and it can sound kind of scary to jump into something like that. Like, what if nobody pays, you know? Mm -hmm. But we, I have friends that have, 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 you know, looked at this and some people have built their whole businesses on sliding mm -hmm. scale and some of them have built it also on donation based and just trusting what will manifest will be enough in their livelihood. Um, it's tricky though, because I've had other friends where it really didn't work. Um, and in my situation, I've offered the program always with in the university, which has a lot of set restrictions around pricing that are totally beyond me. So it's been a tricky one, but I do, um, I, I'm glad we can at least offer um, payment plans. And the and one of the things that, um, that I try to do definitely in the yoga studios, because studios gives a lot more variety, is mm -hmm. that they, they, we do do more of the sliding scale um, at Yoga Soup, for example, one of the studios I work with. And I, it's really important to me that we do that as much as we can. Um, and I'd like to see bigger changes there. I, I like what you're bringing up. I think it's very important. Um, and, and, you know, but we're talking about accessibility and representation in, in, in right. many ways, hopefully, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Not just in pricing, but also in offerings, you know. Yeah. And this was something that came up during the training. I think I had designed this, like, really intricate <laughs> athletic, if I may, um, sequence, and I was having a difficult time, like, adding props and making modifications and making it accessible and and you just asked me like straight out like what could you do how could you approach this and so i i use the example because i i guess i already had that knowledge it's just that there's something in me i don't know if it's ego or what but i wanted to just you know do it all and i was like i don't teach this way like when i teach high school i always start with a baseline and i build up on that you know like a scaffolding so maybe everyone starts with the prompts. Everyone starts with, you know, modifications. And then as your skills, and especially if you're teaching in a mixed skill class or mixed skilled space, ooh, that was rough to get out. <laughs> um, then, you know, people that are more advanced will know what their limitations are. They'll be able to go up and they'll be able to make um, like, I guess, different directional modifications for themselves. And you can also cue those things. So I just think that there's a lot of ways that we can make it accessible. Um, I know that within my community, a lot of people, they see 
what, you know, they see things on Instagram that represent yoga and they feel like, oh, I can't do that. That's for acrobats or, you know, or gymnasts. And they feel shy away from it, from trying. And that's not what yoga is really about. Who are some of the people out there that are inspiring you with yoga in, um, in different communities right now? I really love um, Essence from, she has this organization called Black Temple. She's wonderful. Koya Webb is another um, yogini that I just think is phenomenal. And there's another woman, and I don't necessarily see her so much practicing asana, but she, what's her name? Susanna Bakarati, I think. And she's really outspoken about um, appropriation and how to be more inclusive in yoga. And, that, and that's really what her platform is about. And so I really um, appreciate the messages that she shares. find it really inspirational. So in, in general, from your experience, because I know you're someone that seeks out, you know, finding um, who's out there, what's happening. You're yeah. such a researcher, which is one of the things I love about you, because you're always teaching me new things. And I, I wonder, like, what are some ways that you recommend we can all, anyone who watches this, can create more allyship and and um, with communities that they're not familiar with, and they want to learn more and be more inclusive and and uh, share. Yeah, I think it's really important to do your own research, like start there. There's so much information out there. And and while it's great to be able to ask your friends, and I use the term people of difference as kind of like the umbrella for everyone that's different, that that's not in the mainstream, because we all need to practice allyship. You know, I have to be an ally for certain communities that are outside of my community. So, um, you know, so people of difference, it's like really listening, really looking and seeking out sources for information. There are, there's a wealth of information out there. We live in the great internet age where you can Google pretty much anything. Um, and then just research the source of where you're getting that information from, you know. Um, I would say to definitely listen, like listen to those voices, listen first and try to find a source of empathy. There, there are certain practices I think that, that we find ourselves um, engaging with that sometimes can cause a little bit more harm than good. You know, some mm -hmm. little mistakes, some little things that are triggering or frustrating and in those situations. Like, I think that there needs to be room for those. And we need to like really look at the intention, like where is this coming from? Is this person trying to be an ally or this person trying to like push their, and just have like these honest, genuine, authentic conversations. Um, but don't give up. Like if you are, on the, if you are on the mistake side of the stick, then try again, you know, like um, quickly recover from it. We need people. Um, I know that every community needs allyship. We need people who are willing to keep going in there and working through things and, you know, yeah, I remember one of the things you and I talked about recently was how important it is to to be comfortable being uncomfortable or get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, um, it's something that I'm, I try to practice um, every day uh, when we're uncomfortable and we're on our edge of, ooh, I don't know that, all right, I messed up there and, oh, I got to make 
I got to figure out another way to do this, you know, mm -hmm. or um, be more honoring of other people, be more curious and open and make sure I don't disrespect, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing process, isn't it? And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then if you do, which is probably, I would love to say that it's inevitable, it's inevitable yeah. to stick your foot in it, you know, um, be patient with yourself, be patient with others. It's just, this is a learning process. And I think we were saying earlier, like this is going to be something that it's going to be with us for a while. Maybe forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In some ways. Right. Like how to, how to, how to just continue to be honoring isn't forever a thing. Right. I would guess. I think so. And sitting comfortably with people and holding space for different communities, like, um, you know, I love honor and protect my community, like with my whole heart. But part of that is also honoring other cultures and other differences and other people. Like I can't support only my community and leave the other ones out. Like it's kind of like we're all in this together. You know, it's like we're just a huge family walking each other home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What are, is there anything else you'd want to say that um, that comes to mind right now, just around supportive ways to be in community and to and to um, step out of our bubbles? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's super important that um, aside from just the things that you do and you are sharing space with people of difference, but like speaking up in your own circles, speaking up when you're in a space that's not you know, um, integrated and you don't have people from different backgrounds, like make sure that we're holding each other accountable, mm -hmm. you know, and this goes for everyone. I think like it, it's, it goes beyond race. This is like something that covers all sides of the coin, every single color in the spectrum. And, you know, just being, holding ourselves accountable, holding our communities accountable for respecting other people that are different. And I think that's going to go a long way in making like um, lasting change in communities, making, making lasting changes in our lives. Like what we don't want to continue down the road that we, that we just turned a corner on and left behind. You know, we actually have an opportunity to really uh, make some impactful change. And I think um, holding each other accountable researching, listening, showing up, you know, I love when I see people that maybe they're even in uncomfortable, like, you know, going back to being, um, being comfortable with being uncomfortable um, and putting yourself in situations that um, help you to grow and help you to understand other people in a deeper way, mm -hmm. deeper, more sincere way. Do you, do you see, have you had experiences where you're seeing things that bring you a sense of um, appre like appreciation that some things are changing? Do you have a sense of that? In, in terms of the topic we're covering, I just want to, like, do you see things changing for the better enough, uh, like in good ways that you think gives you a sense of um, like, yes, we're going, oh, we're going yes. in a good direction? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's so many different things that I see that give me hope mm -hmm. um, as an individual. And I think collectively, there are also some things that frighten me, but I think it's just because, you know, learning to trust this process, learning to trust this, um, this healing process, 
that it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be um, regimented or the way that we think it should go or at the pace that we would like or that it needs to go, you know? Change is hard, change is difficult, and um, it, it just requires a inner strength and dedication to it. And I see that, I see the beginnings of that. So I'm really pleased <laughs> and hopeful. I'm really hopeful that it'll stick this time. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanna thank you so much and um, and I know it's a start of an ongoing conversation that I hope to share with you over a long period of time. <laughs> Absolutely. In many ways. That's yeah. another mentor of people. You're my mentor. I'll definitely. Yeah. I love, I love, and you, you keep mentoring me too. It's been awesome <laughs> in different ways. Yeah. So, um, okay. I guess we'll just say goodbye for today and now. Bye. And Bye. thank you to everybody that tunes in and shares in any way when you see this. Thank you. Thank you, Tara. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> hey, friend. Thank you for meeting with me and my guests. Go to tarawellness.com to join my newsletter and find out what else I'm offering. Please like and follow this podcast. Check out the Tara Gold Wellness video version on YouTube and follow me at Tara Gold Wellness on Instagram and TikTok. Let's keep meeting at home. Home is where the heart